So one of the things that we didn't talk too much about with Medicaid is, um, and I always like to clarify because you might be thinking, well, I'll never qualify for Medicaid. Medicaid's an impoverishment program. And it is, but that doesn't mean you might not, not ever qualify for it. So um, a lot of what Jenna and I do, so we work with families who are going to qualify immediately for it. They just want our help to make sure the paperwork's all in line, everything's done the right way. But a lot of the families we work with are individuals who are qualifying for Medicaid to help pay for their long-term care, whether it's in-home or in a nursing home, but they're tucking away assets into these irrevocable trusts and then qualifying for Medicaid. And it's not to, you know, our job is not to not pay the nursing homes. We want to make sure the nursing homes are getting paid or whoever, you know, whatever level of care it is, what kind of care. There's just options and there's strategies that the laws let us help you implement so you can tuck away assets. You know, we want to make sure these providers are paid, nursing homes are businesses, but we also know that you've worked really hard to protect assets, whether it's your spouse or your children or whoever it may be. And that's what we're here to help you do. Figure out how to tuck those away, protect them, and also qualify for the state to help pay for your nursing home care. Even more important in spousal situations. And I feel so passionate about that. Like I just wanna make sure that there's never a spouse out there that is worried that they're gonna lose their home, lose their income, not be able to afford their bills because their husband or wife went to a nursing home. It is the worst when I hear stories about a spouse that became impoverished and had to sell their house or whatever it may be because they were given bad advice or they didn't know to seek advice. So, you know, we just, there's, there's options and it looks a little bit different for everybody. Like none of our plans really look the same. You know, Ron can come in and then Susan come in and Ken, Kathleen, Irene, you're all going to come in. Your plans are all going to look different because all of you have different goals. You all have different income and asset structures. Um, and that's what Jen and I do. We take all that into consideration and we figure out what makes the most sense for you if you need care now or in the future. If you gifted your house or an asset worth about $100,000, what the state does, if you need care within five years of a gift, they total up all the gifts you made. So if you made all these various gifts through the years or you made one big gift, they total it up and then they divide it by the average cost of care in Pennsylvania per month. Right now, that's $10,732.83, actually. If you made a $100,000 gift and we divided it by that figure, it'd be about nine months that the state wouldn't pay for your care. But sometimes the gift can be a lot less. Sometimes the gift can be a lot more. Sometimes we have people that, you know, their asset structure works out that they can make a ton of gifts and it's way more, you know, it could be more than five years, even though that five years is the maximum they can penalize you. So, so, you know, somebody that comes in and works with us and they have, you know, $5 million per se, we're not focused on long-term care for them. We're looking at other type of tax types of planning, things like that. Somebody comes in our office, they have a million dollars, $2 million, and they're worried about protecting it from long-term care. If you're not in a crisis right now, we can protect a lot of that, unless it's IRA money, like we talked about before, that looks that a little bit different. You have a million dollar investment account. Um, we can take that, put it into a trust now. You don't need care for the next five years. The state can never touch that. They can, can't even look at it if you need care within five years of that gift. You've protected all of that from long-term care costs. What Jen and I say very often is, 
if you need care now or you're real close to needing care, I would always say stick $500. For most of us on here today, we probably make more than that in Christmas gifts a year for our children or grandchildren or nieces, nephews, whoever it may be. And that's counted as a gift too, believe it or not. Um, you know, sometimes we're paying tuition for our kids or grandkids, whatever that may be, paying daycare for our grandchildren. That would all be considered a gift. I'm not sitting here telling you to stop doing that by any means. I'm just saying be aware that it is anything over $500 a month is a gift. But just because you make gifts doesn't mean you're not going to qualify. There'll be a period of time that you don't qualify for Medicaid. But if you have other assets, especially retirement accounts that we're not, we can't protect anyway right now, you know, there's, there's still ways to pay through it. The issue, the big issue with the gifting is if you give everything away and then need care and don't have money to pay through that penalty, that's where we run into a lot of issues and there's options at that point in time and we can make it work. We, we'll figure it out, but it's probably not going to be real ideal, unfortunately.